Welcome to Noteworthy, the Christmas edition. This is your host, Nathan French. I hope you're ready. Merry Christmas! This is crazy. It's Christmas time. The weather outside is frightful, but the fire is so delightful. It's time to deck the halls with boughs of holly. It's time to listen once again to the story of how a little red-nosed reindeer named Rudolph saved Christmas for everybody. It's time to hear about Ebenezer Scrooge and the Christmas story. Guys, there's no doubt about it. It's just an exciting time of year. It's incredible. This, This time of year is second to none. It's my favorite time of year. Welcome to the Noteworthy Podcast Christmas Edition. I hope you're ready for your spirits to be merry and ready to have a great time. Matthew 1.21. Let's get straight to it. Let's not mess around. Let's not mulberry around the Mulberry bush. That's <laughs> not how they say the expression. Okay. Matthew 1 and 21. This is what Christmas is all about. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Guys, It's easy to get distracted this time of year. I love everything I just talked about at the very introduction of this podcast, but it's easy to get distracted and to forget what this is really all about. The greatest gift of all and the fact that Jesus came down. That's right. Love came down. Died on a cross and rose again so we could live with him in eternity. This is the true meaning of Christmas and the reason we celebrate. Guys, I don't know if you realize this, but people are starving for Jesus Christ. I was listening to um, a couple podcasts the other day, uh, and I figured out when I was listening to their podcast that these guys were actually atheist, And they were like, Something about this time of year just makes me want to go to church. And these are like devout atheists that really do not believe in Jesus. And one of the guys in the podcast is about to have a baby and he's like, I'm an atheist, but having a baby makes me think maybe I should go to church. Why is this happening? I'll tell you why. People are hungry for truth. People want to know 
who Jesus is. What a great time of year to spread the gospel message about that manger. And that manger was the beginning of a fulfillment of prophecy all the way back to the Old Testament. And now there's a baby lying in a manger wrapped in swaddling clothes. What an amazing time of year. How can you not love Christmas? It's all about Jesus. Yes, the world has commercialized it. Yes, evil people have taken the message and turned it into Santa or or they've commercialized it to make money. But here's the problem. You're focusing on the wrong thing. Stop focusing on the over-commercialization of Christmas and start focusing on what Christmas is really all about. The reason why we're really separating, celebrating, excuse me, what's happening this time of year. Satan loves to distract people at Christmas time. He wants to get you bogged down with everything that doesn't matter so that you won't invest into what really matters. 2 Corinthians 11, verse 14. Let's drop it right now. And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Yeah, kind of creepy, right? Satan will distract you because he'll put a disguise on. He'll transform himself into something that he is not. And the enemy hates this time of year. I wonder why. Of course you know why. Everybody's celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ. And he wants to do everything he can to get you to stop thinking about a risen Savior. And I know Easter is where we celebrate a risen Savior and Christmas is where we celebrate a born Savior. But guys, you cannot separate the two. That baby that came and died on Calvary, died on a cross and rose from the dead. It explains so much. Maybe you're listening to this podcast and you don't know if Jesus is real. I want you to know that he lives inside my heart. He has filled me with his spirit. I have experienced him and millions and millions and millions, even billions have experienced him all over the world. And you can experience that too this time of year. The greatest gift you could get for Christmas is the gift of the Holy Ghost. Y'all about to make me preach right now on a Christmas podcast. Don't let the devil distract you and make you forget what Christmas is all about. You cannot spell Christmas without Christ. Guys, I'm going to take a second and uh, interrupt this podcast for the greatest part. That's right, a segment with the greatest uh, guest I've ever had on the show. That's right, 
Rachel French, my lovely wife. She's here with me. We've been so busy. This is the first time we've had a chance to sit down together on the podcast, which is funny because it's in association with Nathan and Rachel Music, and Rachel hasn't even been able to be on it yet. So, my lovely wife, thank you for joining me on the show. Thank you so much. Oh, it's such an honor. It's an honor to be a part. By far the greatest guest I've ever had. But um, I just wanted to interrupt this episode. She's about to go do some Christmas shopping get some things ready for our AIM Youth Christmas party tonight, and I convinced her to sit down with me before she goes to ask a couple Christmas questions. Okay, so um, what's your favorite thing, sweetheart, about Christmas? Tell us about it. Mm, Christmas, my favorite time of year altogether. I love all things Christmas, but I would have to say that my favorite part about Christmas is... Uh, Just all of our family being together. I love all things cozy. Mm -hmm. So I like just piling up in the living room as many people as can fit in there. And we all have throw blankets and we have cups of coffee and our Christmas mugs. And we're just laughing and cutting up. I love that. That is my favorite part. That's what just makes my heart beat at Christmas time. And now we have Judah. And my favorite part about him at Christmas time is when we see lights and he goes, ooh. <laughs> and for y'all that don't know, Judah is our one-year-old. Maybe you don't know us and you're yes. listening. Judah is our precious little one-year-old boy. And he is obsessed with Christmas lights. He loves everything Christmas lights. But let me tell you something about Rachel. Rachel, and this is one of the things I've always loved about her. She is a Christmas addict. I mean, she soaks up Christmas more than anybody I've ever known. She wants to experience it the whole month of December, even late November. We are getting ready. She's always shopping. She's always looking out and saying, what can I get for people? What can I do? And she's also really good about looking for good deals. So I'm very thankful for that. (laughs) Men, find that in your wife. Oh, it's so important for your marriage. I'm so blessed. (laughs) But she, she goes all out for Christmas. We're actually sitting in our living room by our Christmas tree. We both have, well, she has the Christmas mug, the other Christmas mug, Uh, wasn't available today. So I'm using the mug that looks like an owl. So that's kind of Christmassy. But we're drinking coffee. We're in our living room. Judah's in his room taking a nap. And we're just kind of soaking up the Christmas spirit here. But all right, babe, this is going to be the hard question. Okay, I'm ready. And I hope the audience is ready for this because this may be one of the most profound questions that we've ever dived into on this show. And that question is this. <laughs> What's your favorite Christmas song? Oh, goodness. That is such a hard question to answer because I love so many. I am definitely the person that listens to Christmas music 24-7 when it comes time for the Christmas season. I don't really listen to any other kind of music uh, that... It just doesn't feel right. (laughs) Mm. So I have to say, probably my most listened to Christmas song last year and this year has been Christmas Time is Here. Um, I like just about any version 
But I mean, I love Charlie Brown anyway. I love Charlie Brown Thanksgiving. I love Charlie Brown Christmas. It makes me happy. Uh, but I love the covers that other people have done uh, of that song. I just, you know who my so favorite happy. version of that is? Big Shocker. Who? Stephen Curtis Chapman. Oh, really? He has the coolest <laughs> version. He does like this jazz guitar thing. It is the coolest version oh, of that song. Nathan would be very content just listening to Stephen Curtis Chapman the whole month of December. Well, he has four Christmas albums. I mean, he, <laughs> you don't the, need to between to him else. and Michael W. Smith, you could cover your whole oh, Christmas yeah. with their albums. So, oh, what is that song uh, Michael W. Smith did with the little girl? Do you remember what I'm talking about? Kinsley loves little that song. girl. What? <laughs> With the little girl. Our niece Kinsley loved that song. Remember you and Kinsley oh, listened oh, to it? Oh, um, Somewhere in my Yes, memory. I haven't listened to that song. But yeah, it's called Somewhere in My Memory, and it's on the... Oh, everybody needs to it's go on download the, that song. I think it's the Spirit of Christmas, Michael W. Smith album, which is one of the best mm-hmm. albums. Which, by the way, um, Rachel and I are going to be covering one of his songs... Uh, at a Christmas program at our church this Sunday called All Is Well, and we're excited about that. Yes, Hopefully, we can get somebody to too. to film it, and we'll we'll share it on the uh, Instagram or maybe the Facebook page. So <laughs> or both, <laughs> maybe both. Maybe I'll just share it through Instagram straight to Facebook. You never know; we might get crazy. So, want to stay tuned for that. Also, um, quick sneak peek before you go. And this is a big Christmas gift for us. We're getting to go um, to Vanquish Studios in January. What an awesome Christmas gift. And um, we're not going to tell you the name of the song yet. We're going to unveil that. But what's what are you most excited about going back to the studio? Oh, man. Uh, going back to the stu- studio. Man, I love everything about the experience. I love the trip there. We always have a lot of fun. Um, I love the time in Florida. I love uh, Joe and Caitlin, our producers. They uh, own Vanquish Studios, and we're with them. And it's just as much fun to fellowship with them as it is to record. Uh, I'm super excited about this song. I wish I could tell you details because it is one of my favorites that Nathan has uh, written he has written most of our songs that we have done. We've done a couple of covers. And I get excited anytime he brings them to me and says, hey, check out this song. But this one stopped me in my tracks. This one just really made me think. And um, I'm excited to see it be put together and just become a big song. Because right now, you know, we just have uh, us and Nathan's guitar just giving the idea of what we wanted it to sound like and Joe and his team are putting pieces together Um, we have a very 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 special guest that's going to be playing um, bass on our CD this time and I'm super excited about that and it's so cool when when your song if you guys have ever recorded out there or maybe you want to record it's so cool when you're when you you're prepping your song for uh, listeners, and then it has this ability to reach people. I think my dance um, through like the music video and Spotify and Apple Music and all that, 
that song was written in my bedroom on my acoustic guitar, and I think now over a hundred thousand people um, have heard my dance, and we've had so many testimonies. The coolest thing with that was um, a, a missionary used it for mm-hmm. their yeah. um, what do they call that? Their deputation video or their yeah um, their missions video. yeah their missions video. And that was probably the coolest honor for me, um, was that a missionary. They're the true heroes. They used our song. So, and, uh, so guys, we could talk all day. I know Rachel has to go shopping. I know it's important. (laughs) I have to get that Target dollar spot. There's a Target (laughs) dollar spot. It's like, I want you to picture like a spaceship in outer space and there's this black hole. And no matter how hard the spaceship tries to use all its fuel and power to gravitate against that and pull against that, the black hole is pulling the spaceship back into this vortex, this orbit. That's kind of like Rachel at the dollar Christmas zone at Target. No matter what she tries to do... She cannot get away from that dollar. It's like a vor. It's a black hole. It, no matter how she tries, it's like she's physically, literally, she's physically trying to get away from it, but she can't. It I, draws her back. So I try to go to the grocery side of Target, and it just somehow I always end up back over on the other side of the store browsing the dollar bin. <clears throat> but I'm sure that there are several husbands mm-hmm. listening right now. That understand exactly. Can I get where an you're amen? <laughs> Let me get an amen. All right, guys. If you have any questions for me and the lovely Rachel, you can email us at Nathan and Rachel Music, um, and we would love to answer your question on the podcast. Okay, so make sure that you make sure that you email us. We'd love to answer your questions. Maybe Rachel. Maybe we could convince Rachel to answer one of the questions on the show. Guys, it's so exciting having my lovely wife here. I hope you enjoyed us talking about Christmas. Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas! Back to the pod. This time of year is so fun. I know you're gearing up, you're getting your music program ready. I know this is a podcast about music ministry, and I know that I haven't talked a lot about music ministry. But get that program ready. This is going to be the only music advice, because this episode is all about Christmas, and then I'm going to give you this advice, and I'm going to dive back into what Christmas is all about. If you're doing a Christmas program, And you want it to be absolutely perfect and you're so stressed because you just don't know how you're going to get it all done and you're the music minister and it falls on you, I've got the answer for you. I've got the answer. This is all it's going to take to have a great Christmas program. Are you ready? Are you ready? This is going to change your life. Children. That's right. I just solved all your problems with one word. Children. If you use adorable little kids, two things are going to happen. It doesn't matter how bad they sound, how unorganized it is, or how chaotic it is. 
people are going to love it. The children singing or doing their skit or whatever you're going to do is going to be everybody's favorite part of the program. Forget it. I know you've practiced Carol of the Bells for four months and you've tried to get every note right. Nobody's going to care about that. I hate to break it to you. Nobody's going to care. All they're going to care about (laughs) is those little kids that are so adorable and grandma and grandpa came all the way to your church to see their little grandbaby sing. That's what they're there for. Make sure you use children. Isn't it funny that time of year? It's like it all ties back together because Christmas is all about a little child. All right, when you hear gold, frankincense, and myrrh, what does it make you think of? It makes you think of Christmas. Matthew 2 and 9. When they had heard the king, they departed, and lo, the star which they saw in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. And when they were come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. The reason for the season is about a baby named Jesus and three wise men followed a supernatural star to bring gifts to recognize him. Which, by the way, I heard one of the best messages I've ever heard preached on the star by my brother Ryan French. Go check it out on the Apostolic Tabernacle podcast. You can go listen to it for free right now. It's going to be the best Christmas message you hear all year. It's really cool, these gifts. Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. It's symbolic. They weren't just random things that the wise men picked up on their way to see Jesus. It was well thought out. It was planned. Let's talk about it for just a second. Because that's what podcasts are all about. Let's talk about gold for a second. It was the usual offering presented to kings. And when the wise men presented gold, they were honoring Jesus with the the very best that they had. And they were also recognizing that Jesus was the king. It was uh, symbolic to them. They were, gold was symbolic to show them that they worship Jesus as their king. When they laid that gold at the feet of Jesus, they were literally telling him symbolically with this gift, you are the king of kings. You are the Lord of lords. Powerful guys. Frankincense. I always tell my youth group, not Frankenstein, frankincense. Do not confuse the two. Frankincense represents divinity. It is a very costly and fragrant gum. This is interesting. It's distilled from a tree. It was used in worship where it was burned as a pleasant offering to God. Frankincense was offered to show that Jesus was worshipped as the one true God. It was that aroma that when people smelled it, they would think divinity or this is a holy place. It's kind of like when you light that Christmas candle that you only use at Christmas time. And when you smell that, 
something chemically happens in your brain and it makes you think Christmas time is here. That's what frankincense was. It was a pleasant aroma. It was it was used in worship, burned as a pleasant offering unto God. And it was it was symbolic when they gave that, put that at the feet of Jesus, that we worship you as the one true God. They were saying, you are the one and only God. Whew. Powerful. The third gift was myrrh. It was brought as a gift to acknowledge the human suffering Jesus would endure on the cross for our sins. Unlike frankincense, which was a pleasant aroma, myrrh represented bitterness. This was not a pleasant gift. Myrrh is an aromatic gum and is obtained from a tree in the same manner like frankincense, but it was used in that time. This fascinates me, guys. I, I hope I'm not boring you. I'm nerding out a little bit, but this is fascinating. What did they use myrrh for in Bible times? Embalming the dead. Wow. Myrrh represented that they worshiped Jesus as their Savior on Calvary. It was acknowledging the prophecy that there was a Messiah that was coming, that was going to die for their sins. He was going to be bruised. He was going to be whipped. He was going to be afflicted. The prophet Isaiah had foretold it. All Old Testament prophecy had led to this moment. And now they're standing in this manger looking at this beautiful baby boy. But I want you to think about something that maybe you've never thought about before. And that is that that wise man that held that myrrh in his hands, when he put that at the feet of Jesus, that was not a pleasant moment. It was not a pleasant aroma. But I would imagine in my heart's mind, in, in the looking through the eye of my heart and using a little bit of imagination that I'm there in the manger and I'm watching this wise man, I would imagine as he puts it at the feet of this baby boy that he has tears falling down his eyes because it hits him. This beautiful baby boy is going to have to die for me. What an incredible moment in time. Can you imagine? I want you to think about a little baby in your life right now that means the world to you. And you're holding them in your arms. And when I think about my little boy right now, it makes me want to kind of tear up, to be honest with you, when I think about it. But can you imagine looking at that baby boy and when you put that myrrh down that represented uh, that this, this Savior was going to die, he was going to have to die for us. He became sin who knew no sin. Literally, this perfect baby boy. I know we all say that our little one is perfect because they are absolutely perfect to us. But when you say that Jesus was a perfect baby boy, you are literally describing perfection. 
perfect in all his ways. And he looked at that baby boy and realized this this boy is going to grow into a man and he's going to die for my sins. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for coming to die for us. Don't get distracted. The definition of distracted is unable to concentrate because one's mind is preoccupied. Guys, don't forget what this is all about. Take your, take your gifts, take your greatest gifts and put it at the feet of Jesus Christ. Have a Merry Christmas. Have fun. But don't get preoccupied with, with, with the trees and the gifts. Remember, we get to celebrate the fact that love came down. Love literally came down. Matthew 1.23. Remember that scripture, Matthew 1.23. You might want to write it down. If you're driving right now, don't write it down right now. Just remember Matthew 1.23. Matthew one. Verse 23, behold, a virgin shall be with a child and shall bring forth a son and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which bring being interpreted is God with us. Enjoying Christmas is as easy as one, two, three. That's right. Matthew 1, 23 is enough reason for you to take the time to celebrate what this is all about this time of year. You are not alone. Emmanuel is here. God is with us. Love came down and is coming back again very soon. Let's have more than a happy holiday. Let's have a Merry Christmas. I love you guys. It always means the world that you tune in and you actually, for some reason, you actually listen and you go download this and you listen to it. I don't understand why, but I'm so thankful that you do. Um, if you're listening right now, it, it helps a lot. If, you, if you're on iTunes, go leave a comment, a review, uh, go leave a rating. Hopefully it's five stars, but whatever you leave, just leave a rating If it's not five stars, it's okay. Put four stars. I'm not going to be offended. One star might hurt a little bit, but I'll get over it. Whatever you need to do, go rate it. For some reason or whatever out in the world of iTunes or whatever, it really helps give your show some recognition and it helps it reach more people. The more reviews and and the more ratings, the more likely it is to be featured on bigger platforms so that we can tell more people about this Jesus that we talked about this episode because that is what it's all about. Guys, have a Merry Christmas. Have a wonderful New Year. I'm probably going to take the week of Christmas off. There probably will not be an episode um, the following week because I'm going to take that time to spend with family. And I hope that you do the same And I will see you in the new year with a brand new episode. It's going to be a wonderful time of year. Make sure you spend it with your family and be blessed in Jesus' name.
Guys, I'm so excited about this week's guest artist spotlight. He is a good friend of mine, Devin Cunningham from Indianapolis, Indiana. He has an incredible Christmas album that's going to bless you. It has 17 songs on it. Go check out Devin Cunningham on iTunes. Uh, This CD is going to bless you and... Devin's a great guy. He's an old friend of the family. I've known him for like 18 years. You're going to love this. Enjoy. Mary, did you know I leave it with you to top off this episode of Noteworthy. Thank you, guys. Enjoy the ministry of Devin Cunningham. Mary, 